Hey, what is going on everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario. Welcome back to another episode of Mod Chat. For those who do not know, this is a podcast I do here at least monthly in two different forms. First of all, it is available in a video visual form here on the Mr. Mario 2011 YouTube, Rumble, and Odyssey channels. If you're wanting something a little bit visual, if we do a little bit of show and tell, just showing the articles that we might be covering, all that fun stuff. However, it's also available like an actual audio-only podcast. Simply look up ModChat, all one word, on your favorite podcasting app, host, or provider, and you should hopefully be able to find it. I know it's not available on all of them, but it's available on most of them. Either way, as I said, this is a podcast I do here at least monthly, and it mainly covers, not necessarily, I wouldn't call this a new show, but it's things that I do find interesting in the world of video game console modding, video game modding in general, just developments, things that I want to showcase, share with you all, talk about, maybe even do a little show and tell at times, and we kind of just have a little bit of a discussion here about it. So that's really how it's covered. I don't really recommend people use this as their source of news because it's not coming out super consistently all the time. However, some people do use this as their little news blast in the modding world, and even if, as long as you enjoy it, I do appreciate it. Either way, we have uh, several different topics we're going to be getting into, uh, from old stuff all the way up to the PS5 is what it's looking like, because things are getting a little bit hot there, as opposed to how it is kind of outside with all the shifting temperatures and things getting a little colder. Uh, let's just go ahead and get right into the topics with everything. Real quick, I really love sharing these translations that come out for games that I've never heard of because it always gives a great reason to try out something new. And here it looks like Hilltop Works, who's worked on several awesome translations, ended up signal boosting this here from Cargo Den and Esper Knight, which is a translation for Addy's Presence. So we can check out the romhacking.net page here. And it looks like here, this is for a PS1 game, as it says, and translation being here on the eve of her ninth birthday, a young girl named Addie is given a log lock, a peculiar cipher puzzle, has proven popular among children her age. While excited to transform one word into another using her newfound toy, she soon finds herself lost in a number of real-life puzzles that aren't so easy to solve. That is, at least until her night is met with a strange dream. Join Addie as she chases familiar faces through an especially curious port town in this charming and whimsical coming-of-age story. There is one screenshot here, and definitely an odd-looking game for sure, but something that I do want to try out. So like I said, it's something that caught my interest in a new, old PS1 game to give a shot here. Actually, it came out uh, February 3rd, 2000, so yeah, one of the later entries. Either way, a new English translation to check out. For anyone who's wanting to do some cool original Game Boy Advance work here, there is this repo from Natalie the Nerd, which is AGB CPU 03, which is here completely reverse engineered Game Boy Advance boards right here, but you know, reverse engineer released in 2023. They state here, this is a reverse engineered board by me, Natalie the Nerd. I made this to learn and fix up some super corroded boards I have. They also updated here, they added a KiCad file for the outline of the Game Boy Advance board only. Feel free to use this as the base of any of your projects, for example, a Raspberry Pi, ESP32, etc., and they added Gerbers. They also say to please read the license. If you are an ass, you are actively responsible for people in the Game Boy community never wanting to share things. You are the selfish one. And a shout out to the original repair manual for the AGB, which helped me confirm 
my first ever reverse engineered schematic, and HDR for his high quality board scans, which I used to drop the Kaikade footprints. Uh, you can check out the PCBWay order link right here if you want to order this directly, and they recommend ordering it at one millimeter thickness and ENIG. There's also some socials that you can follow and buy the license here. Important to point out, this is a non-commercial license, so they just do not want you to use this material for commercial purposes. So if you're going to use it, uh, you know, personally, all cool with that. But if anybody wants to mess around with either, for example, getting this printed up so you can transplant all the parts from a bad or corroded, let's say, uh, Game Boy Advance motherboard onto a new one, you can do that. Or since the outline is there, you can even build your own type of setup within the shell of a Game Boy Advance, which is really cool to see. It looks like BDJB ended up making a return last month at one point with the flow disclosing a simple modification that makes BDJB exploit compatible with PS5's up to firmware 7.61. So covering this here from Wololo, they state it's alive again. Hacker the Flow has taken to Twitter to announce how a slight modification of his BDJB exploit allows to run the hack again on PS5 firmwares up to 7.61 included. The vulnerability included in this modification has been allegedly patched in firmware 8.00 by Sony, which is why this is important here. So, covering this, they say if you're the owner of a PS5 with a Blu-ray disc on firmware 7.61 and below, you're probably in luck as it appears a minor modification of the Flow's BDJB exploit allows the hack to run again up to firmware 7.61. It was initially believed that BDJB had been patched around PS5 firmware 5.00, but the hacker had mentioned this revival back in September this year, so this is not a surprise in itself. But today, the flow has published the details of the modification. This means native PS5 code execution on firmware up to 7.61 should now be possible. However, they do state that this is not a kernel exploit. We're talking of user mode execution here, and the PS5 kernel exploit remains reserved to firmware 4.51 and below. Nonetheless, the BDJB exploit could prove to be resilient and used again as an entry point for future PS5 jailbreaks if a new kernel exploit is ever disclosed. As a reminder, the flow has mentioned that he might have something in store for us on that front, but that has yet to be disclosed. Now, if you want to try this out yourself, they say of course you need a PS5 running firmware 7.61 or below, as it's going to rely on BDJB here for this specifically, but it also needs to be a disk-based model. The exploit needs to be burned onto a Blu-ray disc, and then to test this on firmware 7.61 or below, you have to do a simple modification to the BDJB source, so you can get their source from the flow himself. You place the base directory element in bdjo.xml with this right here, and then make sure all generated files required to burn on the Blu-ray disc are in the bdmv directory, and you can get dependencies right here. So I haven't tried this one yet here. However, uh, that's definitely cool to see. Again, not a kernel exploit, but a userland exploit, a good entry point, mind you, on here. Uh, think of it like with the PS4, for example, if you're familiar with that. WebKit exploits are typically the entry point, and then we use the entry point to launch the kernel exploit, and when those are tied together, that's then the jailbreak. We have the entry point here, but this one is not WebKit. This one is Blu-ray based. So really awesome to see here, and get some further support on this. In a cool twist of events here, it looks like we're seeing some of the first PS5 backups run on the PS5 uh, as of, you know, it took about three years here, which is 
uh, a lot sooner than I was expecting, in all honesty. Uh, but it says here that Lightning Mods got PS5 backups to run on a hacked PS5. Now, this has not been released yet, but we're going to look into this here. And, well, I say yet. Uh, let's just go ahead and talk about it here. Uh, it states on the Wolo article itself here, Lightning Mods is on a roll recently, and today the hacker apparently showcased some massive breakthrough. PS5 backups running on a hacked PS5. And keep in mind here, this is not PS4 backups. This is PS5 backups. Lightning Mods shared very little details on what exactly he's done to achieve this and whether he plans to release it or not. Now, originally it was stated that the assumption is that he was able to bypass some license check, but there's an update saying that the people who have told me this have retracted their comment and what's going on under the hood is not confirmed at the moment. However, in a few tweets, the hacker has shared videos of PS5 games running on a PS5, launched from within his own homebrew loader application items flow. The videos in themselves are not proof of anything here, but this is Lightning Mods we're talking about, a trusted dev of the PS4, PS5 scene. In particular, it appears that he has been able to run a dump of Grand Theft Auto 3 Definitive Edition for the PS5. Additionally, the hacker shared videos of the Resident Evil Village demo, the Matrix Unreal Engine demo, although that one seems to have connection issues and according to Lightning Mods requires a crack, and the Abandoned demo. So we have a couple videos here. This one is PS5 backup test number two. And just taking a look at this. Let's see, I want to get a look at the beginning here again. So right here we have items flow that seems to be running on the PS5. We're going to be launching this, okay. Let's just see what happens here. I'm not going to be pausing this at all. Let's just see what happens. Still waiting on here. What exactly does it? Okay, it looks like there's there there's quite a bit. They they didn't do a cut on here, which is understandable because they want the whole thing shown on this. But there's about. 30 seconds of uh, intro on here, or I guess just black screen before we actually get to it. But it looks like around this point, that's when the WB logo ends up kicking in right there. And this would be that Matrix Unreal Engine demo. So there's at least some demos that are running on here. Uh, I guess we're going to get some more detail on the PS5 game itself, that Grand Theft Auto 3 game. But let's see. Yeah, we have Unreal on this. There we go. But this is what he's talking about here. So... Here we go, connection failed, retrying. But as you can see right here, he can exit out. PS5 app, this is just how it seems to be repackaged, I suppose. So it's not showing as like an actual FPKG like we would know. Like it's not going to be, you know, as... It's not going to look like an actual game, like how they typically look on the PS4, for example. We just see it look like this, which is just, as I said, PS5 app. So just shown like that. But if we come back here, loading construct environment... Does it end up loading at all? Unfortunately, no. I skipped ahead. Same connection failed. So this is what it's getting to when they talked about that with the Unreal Engine demo, that it's having connection issues. So that's why I didn't even know with the Unreal Engine demo. I didn't even know that it required a connection on that until I saw this. But that is running on there, which is really cool. Uh, he also has this, the first ever PS5 game backup to be played. So checking this out again, this one was posted on Twitter, and this is a shorter video, but again, another one launched through the Items Flow application. Let's take a look here. There we go. This one boots up much quicker, so it's not an issue with the fake package itself or the game dump or anything. That was just, I guess the Matrix one ends up taking a while to load. 
But as we can see here, Grand Theft Auto 3 Definitive Edition, that ends up booting. So this is an actual full game that's loading here. He ended up pressing start, come back out here. It just, again, loads up as PS5 app, so that's how it's been repackaged. And I saw the beginning. That was the beginning of the cutscene right there, like the very first cutscene. So this is the... He's kind of jumping all over, but like this is the start screen. If you pause the game, he resumes. This is the very first cutscene, so the game is actually playing on here. And again, this does not seem to be a PS4 fake package file, even though this game did come out on PS4. This is a PS5 version of the game, which is then also interesting because the PS5 version, this had to be a digital dump then at this point, which is how that was obtained. Uh, actually, with all these, because Resident Evil Village demo... Uh, that wasn't released physically. Uh, of course, the Matrix demo was not released physically. And even, uh, unfortunately, the Definitive Edition right here. So here we have this running on a PS5. Uh, it's using ETA HIN. And this is running on 4.03 system version. So cool to see overall. Uh, other thing I was saying, though, was when it comes to this with uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 Definitive Edition, for example, the Definitive Edition was never physically released on PS5. If you purchase a physical version of the Definitive Edition, the Grand Theft Auto games, it's only going to be PS4 builds of the game. You have to get the PS5 versions digitally, which I always disliked on that, um, but still what I'm saying is this is a PS5 game here. At the end, Wololo is stating here, some demos on the PS5 do not require a license to be played and are prime targets for early tests of backup compatibility. But at the very least, when it comes to Grand Theft Auto 3 Definitive Edition, there's most likely some kind of witchery going on. And it's been confirmed that the game requires firmware 6.00 only after an update. Lightning Mods has credited Zeko Xiao for providing the game dumps required for the tests. And for now, we'll wait for more details on this, as this is just a tease of what's probably to come. So overall, something pretty big here. Like, no announcement, no release on this by any means, but... This is showing that it is possible at least to run retail PS5 game backups. And like I said, it took three years to get to this point, at least a uh, public announcement. So really cool to see. I got to say, I do love oddities like this here. And uh, this is from Insignia, which in case you do not know, Insignia is the free Xbox Live, original Xbox Live replacement service, which works on original Xbox consoles, hard modded, soft modded, stock and original Xbox emulators as well, too, if you're using XMU, for example. However, it looks like here the Xbox Video Chat application was made available to play on Insignia. They say here, with this, you can make video calls with up to four participants on your Xbox. Don't have the camera? Console Mods have published a handy guide on how to use an iToy and an English translation patch. Now, this is something a little near and dear to me because uh, I, I guess I can say now I teased it a little bit before, uh, but I was a little bit privy to this and the modification on here. So we're actually going to check out the consolemods.org page. And this is how it goes. It's really cool if you can't get one of those original Xbox webcams, which they did make some for the original Xbox. They were only in Japan, I believe. But here you can actually take a PS2 iToy camera and you can perform a small physical modification on it. It does require soldering. And then with all this here, you can use this on the Xbox video chat application. So here they state that you do need a certain model of the iToy here. Uh, there's a few of them, the SLEH0030 and the SCJH1001L are not compatible. So you will need that. 
but then of course you need to take this apart here you need to pop this off and then right here this is how it goes there's essentially two pins on this right here there's essentially these two pins on this ic that you're going to need to bridge together and then you're going to need to solder a wire just a quick wire across these two pins and then wire up to any of these other points i believe um, so you can do something it's going to look a little something like that and then you can wire it up to one of these points for example uh, then you end up popping it back in and that's about all there is to it and with that little simple modification you're able to make this camera this ps2 webcam work on the original xbox however as long as you are able to adapt this so you are going to need to get one of those like usb female to xbox male usb adapters which are pretty easy to get a hold of or you can make one yourself you end up popping this back into place and then for the xbox video chat application you are going to have to patch it up a bit here so once you do the physical mod you're going to have to get a hold of the game i i guess you can say or the application there's instructions on how to get this patched up and at that point you can then use the xbox video chat software on your xbox over insignia uh, using a PS2 iToy camera, which is really awesome. On top of that, Evan Blacks has also made a English patch, so you can run this with the English patch, so it's easier to navigate as opposed to all Japanese on there. Uh, so super cool to see overall, uh, and I am really happy that this ended up coming to fruition here, so super awesome to see. Now for our last topic here, typically I like to pick something that is interesting, cool, kind of off the wall, but related to modding and such on here. And this, I think, kind of ticks those boxes here, so to speak. This is from the Dreamcast Junkyard, which I've been referring to them in the past several episodes because there's just some really cool stuff going on here. This is an article from Lewis Cox here, and he states that a Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty prototype is running on the Dreamcast. Just three weeks ago, a video went up on YouTube from a creator called Frogbull showing off their very own prototype of Metal Gear Solid running on the Sega Saturn, seemingly looking to prove wrong the naysayers claiming Metal Gear Solid could ha never have run on the Saturn. The results looked very impressive, and definitely had many Sega fans intrigued to see what was next from Frogbull. Little did I expect, however, that next we'd see Metal Gear Solid sequel, Sons of Liberty, running on the Dreamcast, but don't just take my word for it, see for yourself. Seeing this game in action on the Dreamcast is simply mind-blowing. It's also really cool to learn that this homebrew prototype build was developed using Luke Benstead's Simulant engine with tools from Javier and Seca Project. I also love the tribute at the end of the video to the late Hidekazu Yukawa. Excellent job, Frogbull. While this prototype isn't currently available to download to play for yourself, we here at the Junkyard will definitely be keeping an eye on Frogbull's future work. So if you want to do so, you can follow them on Twitter, and they also have a Patreon you can support. So let's go ahead and check out the video here. So right here, this is over on Frogbull's channel, and it's interesting to see this. We see the Dreamcast booting up, and I will say for anybody who is thinking this was like a port of Metal Gear Solid 2 that was, you know, ported over itself to the Dreamcast... I don't think that seems to be the case here. I think this just seems to be a really faithful recreation prototype of this. But we see the splash screen here, the boot up and everything. It's cool they even kept the original 1987 to 2001 right here. Uh, press start button. All right, so he's able to go in there. Let's see, load game, new game, options, special. Let's go to load game. Why not? Also, let me check the... Yeah, it's running at 1080p60, so the virtual memory cards all load up here checking that he's able to load up this right here 
currently looks to be five minutes in. Load complete. Now there is a long loading sequence here, but we have the Deck A Cruise Quarters starboard. And this is how it's looking. So I can definitely see it is, how do I put it? It's really cool. It's really impressive to see this kind of like vertical slice overall. But I can definitely see it's not as polished as, you know, the final product of Metal Gear Solid 2 by any means. So again, this does show me that this is a recreation of it. This is not like they took a prototype build of it or they had like source code or something and ended up porting it over. This was just recreated from... I guess you could say from scratch on here, we don't know because we don't have the build on hand and I'm not on their Patreon where they talk more about it. However, you can see they're able to open this all up and this is just, it's really cool to see overall to see, you know, a little bit of what possibly could have been. And we have also a reference to Half-Life right here hiding in there. So really awesome to see overall what could have been visually and I love seeing little things like this. Although this is big, I would say this is big, not little. Anyways, that is about it for this episode of Mod Chat. If you enjoyed this episode, a like would absolutely be appreciated. If you didn't like it, a dislike is fine as well too. But I hope you all were able to enjoy yourselves, be entertained, and learn a little something in the process here while this episode was unfolding. Uh, either way, there is also another thing I like to do for people who've made it to the end of these episodes. Typically, I like to pick a keyword or a key phrase, and if you end up using that keyword, or key phrase in a comment on the video upload, I'll know that you've made it to the end. And for this here, you know, because we just end up hitting fall over here or autumn, however you're going to call it, I call it fall. And we just had the whole thing where we have daylight savings time and all that. And depending on how you feel about it, you know, it's either spring forward or fall back. I personally love the fall back and I love the fall. I think the fall is my Favorite season, no doubt, out of the four that are available. Uh, but how about that? Let's use the word fall. Uh, have you suffered from a great fall? Do you have a fear of falling from a great high? Because I certainly do. Do you love fall? Do you hate it? Is it just kind of mediocre to you? Let me know. Would you rather call it autumn as opposed to fall? Uh, as long as you use the word fall in your comment on the video upload here, I'll know you've made it to the end of this episode. Anyways, that is about it for this episode of Mod Chat. As I always say, this is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for listening and watching, everyone. And until next time.